0: So now that it is official that Brian Kelly has cut ties with defensive coordinator, Matt house, and the rest of the defensive coaching staff, then who's next, who will be the next defensive coordinator at LSU. You are locked on LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. All right, what's up y'all? Welcome into Locked on LSU. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can check us out on YouTube as well. Just search Locked on LSU in the search bar. Hit that subscribe button. You'll get notified as soon as new episodes of locked on LSU drop. My name is Caroline Fenton and I am your host as I am every single day. Check me out on Twitter at Caroline Fenton one or follow along with the show for updates at locked on LSU. The big news of this week, at least on the coaching front, there's been, there's been so much college football news, whether it's transfer portal, whether it's recruiting, exciting things for LSU on the horizon, um, in terms of commitments, You had uh, Dominic McKinley flip from Texas A&M to LSU. You had Makai Wingo declare for the NFL draft, so that's absolutely a hit to LSU's defensive line. But we'll do a full breakdown on tomorrow's podcast of who's in, who's out. Just kind of a roster update of some players that are uh, NFL draft eligible or in the recruiting side of things, transfer portal side of things. So uh, we'll get into that on tomorrow's edition of Locked in LSU. But a lot of news on the coaching front because it was announced on Wednesday afternoon. The defensive coordinator Matt house has been relieved of his duties at LSU, along with LSU defensive line coach, Jimmy Lindsay and defensive back coaches, Carrie cooks and Robert Steeples. So I think we all knew that that was the right move. It was maybe a move that we thought wouldn't happen. Just given the timing, how long it took Brian Kelly to make the move official. And there was so much buzz ahead of the bowl game of maybe Matt house would be retained. And I thought, no, 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 That defense was way too bad. And I think Brian Kelly is way too smart to retain Matt House. Of course, it's official that Matt House is on his way out. Cleaned house, so to speak. Ha ha. Uh, no pun intended. But now the real question is, what comes next? Now that Matt House is out, now that those those defensive assistant coaches are out, who will be the next defensive coordinator and who will fill in those defensive coaching positions in 2024? and beyond the hot board, so to speak, who, whose name has been thrown around as the next defensive coordinator at LSU, and who are maybe some names that I'm looking at. We will get into that here. One name that I mentioned yesterday on the podcast, and you can find all of the former episodes of Locked in LSU on your preferred podcast platform. You can find it on YouTube. But one name that I mentioned is now the leader in the clubhouse. This was reported by Brendan Marcello of 24/7 Sports, uh initially reported it, and then there's been several national uh college football insiders and also local college football insiders that have reiterated the same idea that the leader in the clubhouse, the hottest name. Uh, coming out of LSU is Blake Baker. Blake Baker, the defensive coordinator at Missouri, is the leading candidate uh, uh, to be LSU's next defensive coordinator. Now, I want to get into Blake Baker. I want to get into why he's a good fit. But before I do that, one thing that I want to remind everyone is, is of what makes a coach a good fit And it's not just you're a good coach. It's not just you have a proven track record of being able to bring defenses from down here all the way up here, because I think that's paramount for LSU is that they need a defensive coordinator that has a track record. And I think one that's even better is a track record of bringing a defense back from maybe where it is in the drudges, where, look, it's not easy being a coach, it's not easy being a defensive coordinator, but if you take over an already really good defense, maybe your job is a lot easier than taking over a defense that is as bad as the LSU's was this past year. So I think that's important, a proven track record that you've been around the block and you've, uh, you have a good resume, you have a good track record of good work, but as far as LSU is concerned, oh, and uh, one thing that I think is important that Brian Kelly has talked about when bringing in players via the transfer portal. And I think that the same sentiment also applies to coaches as well. Any players or any just people in general that you're bringing in from the outside into LSU is connections. Uh, college football as a whole, is it, it's a game uh, of connections. It's a tiny, tight-knit little network that everybody knows. Everybody who knows somebody who knows somebody that's connected to somebody here and there, and you stay within your network. You stay within your coaching tree. So connections to Brian Kelly connections to the rest of the coaching staff, but also I think what's really important. This is what Brian Kelly has reiterated, at least as far as players are concerned, is connections to Louisiana and connections to LSU, connections to the football program. A defensive coordinator that comes in and also the defensive position coaches that are going to come in, they're going to be doing a lot of recruiting recruiting the state of Louisiana is of utmost importance for this football program as it continues to grow. Now, looking at the 2024 class, 11 of the top 12 players in the state of Louisiana are committed to LSU. That's massive. That's something that we didn't get in the past regime under Coach O is a commitment to the state of Louisiana. Brian Kelly's been doing great work recruiting the state of Louisiana. but. What he needs is a coaching staff, offensive, defensive, all of the above with familiarity with the state of Louisiana, with the expectations of the program at LSU. So just kind of keep that in mind. Now, when we talk about Blake Baker, the leader in the clubhouse, the defensive coordinator at Missouri, he satisfies all three of those boxes. Let's talk about his connection to Louisiana and to LSU. Blake Baker might be a familiar name because he actually was at LSU in 2021. He was brought in after the Bo Pelini disaster of 2020. He was brought in as a linebackers coach in 2021, but was not retained by Brian Kelly when Brian Kelly came in in 2022. He served as the head totally def- defensive coordinator and linebackers coach, as I mentioned. Now, the defense in 2021 wasn't very good. It was the 70th ranked LSU uh, defense in the nation. Um, but also think about what that what they were inheriting it was a horrendous defense under Bo Pelini. He has that connection. He started his career early in his coaching career at Louisiana Tech. Blake Baker played football at Tulane. He's from Houston. He's familiar with the area. He's familiar with the state of Louisiana, and he has recruiting ties in the state of Louisiana as well. And also a little bit of cherry on top. His wife is from the North shore. His wife went to LSU. Uh, I think that that means something that you have connections and a desire to be in Louisiana, to be at LSU. So that satisfies the LSU and Louisiana ties. But Blake Baker's track record shows that he can come in and can fix a defense. He's been doing it at Missouri in 2021, Missouri had the 113th ranked defense nationally. They were giving up 435 yards per game. They're giving up an average of 35 points per game. Mizzou's defense was absolutely positively horrendous. Fast forward two years later to 2023, um, Blake Baker comes in in 2022, and in 2023, Missouri had the 25th ranked defense, giving up 330 yards per game, giving up 21 points per game. That is a massive, massive improvement and a seismic shift in just two years. And when we talk about Missouri a team that, you know, won 10 games in the regular season. The only losses on their schedule to LSU and Georgia went on to the Cotton Bowl, to a New Year's Six Bowl, which that doesn't come around very frequently at a program like Missouri. You beat Ohio State. That's an 11-win season for Eli Drinkwitz. That's a meteoric rise For that program, we talk about the offense a lot, but I think that Missouri's defensive improvements are an underrated catapult or catalyst rather for Missouri's rise amongst the SEC and nationally. So Blake Baker, now the leader in the clubhouse, but those aren't the only names that are floating around uh, in connection to LSU and also some names that might not even be floating around LSU, but names that I would like to see in connection to LSU. We will get into that coming up next after just a few words from our sponsors. I want to tell you about FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up. It's the final weekend of the regular season in the NFL, but there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed, when you place a $5 bet. That's right, $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. And the app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet like live same game parlays. You can find bets in the new explore tab. you are looking for something to bet on this weekend. One bet that I really like, I live in Nashville. I do sports talk radio in Nashville. The Tennessee Titans are hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars this weekend. Honestly, I like the Titans. Titans haven't looked very good all season long, but this could be Derrick Henry's final game in a Titans uniform. And Trevor Lawrence is kind of up in the air. His status is not confirmed for Sunday. So really, if you want maybe a little bit of a hot take of a bet, I'm taking the Titans, but that's my take. Just do it how you want to do it and do it with the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. All right, thanks again for making Locked On LSU your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. And, of course, we are part of the Locked On Network, your team, every single day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube, subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel, or just stick around because that will be coming up right after this edition of Locked On LSU. Defensive coordinator opening at L.S. You got an offensive coordinator opening as well. You got a cornerbacks coach opening and a safeties coach opening and a defensive line coach opening. All sorts of openings in Baton Rouge, but focusing in on the defensive coordinator position. Uh, This came out on Wednesday afternoon. Later in the clubhouse, the leading candidate to fulfill LSU's defensive coordinator in 2024 is Blake Baker, the defensive coordinator at Missouri. And I've talked to several people. Everything that I have heard is that that has not changed, that he still now that it's Friday, uh, he still is the leading candidate. But here are a few more names maybe to keep an eye on a couple of names that have also possibly been linked to uh, to Brian Kelly in the LSU program. One in particular that I think is very interesting is DJ Durkin. He's the, the defensive coordinator at Texas AM. When we talk about candidates, a few questions that you might want to, to bring up or ask yourself. One is why would this coach want to leave where they are at currently, slash, why would this coach want to come to LSU? So you might ask yourself why would DJ Durkin want to leave Texas AM? My take on that is. DJ Durkin is now the, te- the, uh, the defensive coordinator under new head coach Mike Elko. Mike Elko has a long history as a defensive coordinator. He's a defensive-minded head coach. I would not be surprised if Mike Elko wants to have a, a large influence Surrounding the defense. I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Elko wants to be in defensive coaches' meetings and, and to d- just have a large hand in the defense. DJ Durkin's been a defensive coordinator for a long time. I don't know if he necessarily wants Mike Elko butting in on, on his domain. I don't think that, they're, that he wants too many you know, cooks in the kitchen with all sorts of insight and input defensively, DJ Durkin might want to take care of the defense and have that be his baby and have no, uh, you know, no one kind of breathing down his neck a little bit. So, um, because he want to stick around with the defensive coach, where he, there inherently will be more input from a defensive head coach as far as the defense is concerned. I don't know that, but that's the reason why I might think TJ Durkin would want to leave Texas A&M for LSU. The other reason why is because there's a lot of talent leaving Texas A&M and not even just leaving Texas A&M via the transfer portal, but also a lot of defensive decommitments in that 2024 class. Look at Walter Nolan. Walter Nolan is one of the best (laughs) defensive players in uh, in all of college football Walter Nolan has left Texas A&M and is heading to Ole Miss LSU is even the beneficiary with of Jordan Gilbert a safety from Texas A&M who's transferred to LSU. And that and Dominic McKinley is another one, a defensive lineman who was committed to Texas A&M, decommitted and has now recommitted to LSU. Terry Busey is another one who is committed to Texas A&M and as we talked to Brian Smith about a lockdown's official recruiting insider, Terry Bussey can play offense, he can play defense, but he's he's being recruited as a safety or a corner. So uh, he also, there's a lot of talk about Terry Busey decommitting from Texas A&M. He at least has reopened opened his recruitment. So that's a lot. Just those four players alone, that doesn't even scratch the surface of the amount of talent that Texas A&M is losing. Does DJ Durkin want to stick around and re-recruit all of these players to dip back into the transfer portal to rebuild the defense? I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he's 110% committed to Mike Elko and sticking it out at Texas A&M. But if he's not, I don't blame him. Um, DJ Durkin, He's been around the block. He has been coordinating defenses. He's been a coach in college football for a long time. Here is why I am possibly anti-DJ Durkin. One reason being, Texas a secondary was horrendous this last year. Terrible. Awful. Horrendous. A fantastic defensive front. Could stop the run probably better than any other defense in the SEC. Got a lot of pressure on most quarterbacks that they that they faced this past season. But Miami threw for like 500 yards against that Texas A&M secondary. That was very clearly the Achilles heel of this Texas A&M defense and one of the greatest Achilles heels on this Texas A&M team as a whole this past year. Now, you could say the same thing about LSU, but looking at Texas A&M's roster, they had more depth and frankly, they had more talent Than LSU did in the secondary. So why couldn't DJ Durkin do more with the, uh, with the, with the talent that he had in the secondary? That's my concern with an LSU secondary. That's going, that's going to need a lot of rebuilding. That's my concern with DJ Durkin also comes with a good bit of baggage. do your own research there, but DJ Durkin doesn't come uh, without at least a little bit of a history. So DJ Durkin he's a great coach would not be my number one choice uh, to fill in as LSU's next defensive coordinator. Now the next name to keep an eye on is Bob Diaco. Bob Diaco is currently in house at LSU serving as outside linebackers, coach, special teams coordinator filled in on the defensive line coach after Jimmy Lindsay stepped away for a medical emergency. Now, Bob Diaco has a long history with Brian Kelly. He was a defensive coordinator at Notre Dame early in Brian Kelly's career at Notre Dame. He was there from 2010 to 2013. Those were the best years of Notre Dame football, specifically defensively. Of course, Bob Diaco uh, coordinated those defenses that got Notre Dame to the national championship game in 2012. He coached Manti Teo when Manti Teo was a Heisman finalist in that 2012 season. In 2012, Notre Dame had the number two ranked defense in all of college football. In 2012, Bob Diaco won the Art Breusel world Award for the best assistant coach in college football, in 2013, the year after uh, Notre Dame had the number 26th ranked defense in the country. In 2011, the year before, the 24th ranked defense in the country. So every year under Bob Diaco, Notre Dame had a top 25, top 30 defense, even a defense that catapulted them to the national championship game. So there is a rich, rich history there with Brian Kelly. He is familiar with with the coaching staff, and he has been at LSU. Now, my concern is, and your concern might be the same, surely you can find someone else on the outside. Hiring from within with this defense, man, eh, I don't love that. I want someone new. I want a fresh perspective. I want somebody that doesn't Uh, that isn't as close to the program as it was this past year. Somebody with a completely fresh perspective, somebody that can come in with new ideas of how to fix this defense. Bob Diaco is a a fantastic coach, and he is a a wonderful asset to this LSU football program in this coaching staff. But the thing that concerns me is I just want someone new. He's got skins on the wall, but this defense was so bad. You cleaned house for a reason, literally and figuratively. I would just want someone new. And that's no disrespect to him. It is just more of a testament to how bad this defense was this past year. Coming up next, uh, some more names to look at, whether a defensive coordinator or defensive position coaches. And where there is smoke, there's some fire, and there is a whole lot of smoke surrounding at least two of these, these names that I'm going to mention coming up next. So we'll get into that coming up next here on Locked On LSU. I want to tell you about game time because there is nothing worse than wanting to buy tickets to a sporting event or a concert or a comedy show, whatever it might be. And you run into all of these issues and these bumps in the road trying to buy tickets, whether you're waiting in virtual lines or they're incredibly expensive fees that you get to at the end of your ticket buying process, or you don't even know what your seat is going to look like when you ultimately get to your event There's a whole lot of question marks and a whole lot of frustrations, but take the stress out of the ticket buying process with game time. It's fast and it's so super easy to buy tickets for all of the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Game time has got killer last minute deals. All in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee. It's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. But take my word for it because I've used GameTime several times. I've used it to buy tickets as gifts. I've used it buying tickets for my friends and I to go to LSU games. It is my go-to platform, to buy tickets. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off of your purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, rolling along here on Locked on LSU. Three names that I have seen connected with the, the defensive coordinator position opening at LSU. Blake Baker, Missouri defensive coordinator. DJ Durkin, Texas A&M, DC. And also Bob Diaco, who would be promoted from within. Who uh, who coordinated the, the defenses under Brian Kelly at Notre Dame from 2010 to 2013. One name I have not seen connected to LSU in the slightest. Um, But it's just a name that I would like to see in the rotation. A name that I would find very interesting is Jesse Minter. He's the defensive coordinator at Michigan. You might be telling, you might be thinking to yourself, listening to this, this girl's absolutely insane. Why would he leave Michigan? Which again goes back to the point that I made. Every time you bring up a potential candidate, you have to ask the question, why would they leave where they are and why would they come to LSU? One reason being, or one question, why would Jesse Mentor leave Michigan? Michigan's in the national championship game. Well, if Harbaugh leaves, he might want to leave too. And there is a lot of smoke about Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan. Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan potentially to go to the NFL. Looking at the Los Angeles Chargers has been one program that's been uh, uh, kind of incongruence with Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is probably going to be facing a lot of NCAA sanctions here after the whole Connor Stallion's gate, after the whole sign-stealing extravaganza. So Jim Harbaugh might say, look, I don't want to stick around for this. I don't want to deal with these sanctions. I'm leaving and I'm going to the NFL. So that might leave. Jesse Minter in a position where he either wants to leave. If he's not coaching under Harbaugh, then he would want to leave or two, the new head coach that's hired at Michigan might want to clean house and bring in his own coaching staff. Those are all very realistic possibilities. So that is why Jesse Minter might leave or could be available as if Jim Harbaugh is not at Michigan next year. Honestly, if I'm going to put odds on it, I would say it's a higher likelihood than not that Jim Harbaugh is gone. Um. He does have a connection to Brian Kelly, a loose connection, but a connection. Nonetheless, Jesse Minter served as a GA at Cincinnati from 2007 to 2008. That that falls in the time span of when Brian Kelly was at Cincinnati. So there's at least a familiarity there. And Jesse Minter has coordinated fantastic defenses at Michigan. He left Vanderbilt to go to Michigan in 2022. So in 2022, Michigan had the number seventh ranked defense in college football. This year in 2023, the best defense in college football. And if you watched the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day, you saw how freaking good Michigan's defense really truly is. And if you look at Michigan's defense, look, they don't have five stars across the board. It's not like Michigan was recruiting the top talent from across the country that they've got five-star edge rusher here and five-star corner here and five-star linebacker here. No, that's not necessarily the case. Michigan was recruiting a lot of two stars, three stars, and a few four stars here and there. So it's not like Jesse Minter just walked into a room full of riches defensively for Michigan. They've just been coached up so well. And that ultimately is what got Michigan to the national championship game. Their offense is good. Blake Corum might be the best running back in college football, but it's really, it's the defense. And I'm not a Michigan expert, but what I saw against Alabama on New Year's Day in the Rose Bowl, that was all I really needed to say, to see, to say for certain that, yeah, Michigan's defense is legit. So that's not a name that I uh, I don't believe I have seen connected to LSU, but it's a name that I uh, I wouldn't mind being in, uh, being in the conversation. Now, uh, defensive coordinator is not the only position that LSU needs to fill. The defensive line coach is also open. One name, there's a whole lot of smoke with this name. There's been a lot of connection with this name to LSU for very good reason. Bo Davis, he's the defensive line coach at Texas might sound familiar to you because he went to LSU and he played at LSU and he started his coaching career at LSU in the early to mid late nineties. So Bo Davis, he is LSU. I mean, he is purple and gold. He played for the purple and gold. Texas's defensive line is elite. I thought that that was going to be the key for Texas to beat Washington. Turns out, Washington's Joe Moore award-winning offensive line really was just that good. Uh, Washington uh, Michael Penix Jr. played the game of his life, but Texas's defensive line has been absolutely obliterating big 12 of offensive lines and Alabama's offensive line earlier this season, all season long. Texas boasts the third best run defense in, uh, in all of college football, average, uh, averaging only uh, 80 yards per game, giving up only 80 yards per game. They're the second best third down defense in college football. The third best red zone defense in college football. That is a stacked and a stout defensive line. Bo Davis could come into LSU and be working with so much talent. Now you lose Makai Wingo. That hurts the defensive line. But if Mason Smith decides to come back, I would love to see what Mason Smith looks like coached under Bo Davis. In 2022, Texas had 71st most sacks in college football. This season, 35th. They're averaging almost three sacks per game. Uh, Ethan Burke has five and a half. Anthony Hill, five. Byron Murphy, five. You got three defensive linemen at Texas with at least five sacks. The key here, though, the the, the, the caveat, rather, Bo Davis is going to come with a massive price tag. Because you don't think every other program in America, Texas included, knows what Bo Davis has done at Texas, the impact that he's had at Texas, how much he's coached up, that Texas defensive line. Texas has got money now. If they want to bo, if they want to pay Bo Davis as much as he wants, they can. He's making, I believe, eight hundred thousand at Texas now. Texas can up that price tag. So Bo Davis is going to come uh, at a very hefty price. Is that worth it for LSU? I think Bo Davis would come to LSU. Uh, you know, if you're not going to pay him an absolute top, top, top dollar, just because he is. He he played for LSU, but he's going to want a lot of money. He's not going to take a pay cut to come to LSU. So that's the caveat there. But keep an eye on Bo Davis and his connection to LSU. Could he potentially leave Texas as the defensive line coach and serve in that same position at LSU? I think it would be a slam dunk hire for LSU and for Brian Kelly. But we'll keep an eye on that. We'll keep an eye on more names that have been thrown around uh, for the next potential defensive coordinator at LSU. But this is a big hire for Brian Kelly. You cannot afford to take a step back defensively. You cannot afford to stay stagnant defensively. The SEC gets harder. Your schedule is harder and the expectations are even higher. This is an incredibly paramount and important hire for Brian Kelly. And it's a trickle down effect. You hire the DC, you got to get the other hires right as well. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and coming up on tomorrow's edition. We'll do a, a state of the roster an update on the roster because there is so much news flying out there. Who's in, who is out who has entered the transfer portal, who has come to LSU via the transfer portal, a recruiting update, just kind of an update of where we are as far as the roster is concerned. A full uh, roster roundup coming up on tomorrow's edition of Lockdown LSU.